You are listening to the Our View podcast, where we aim to educate, raise awareness, and change the tone of conversation about disabilities. Every week, we bring you episodes that are centered around topics related to disabilities. As the host, it is my hope that you are not just inspired by these stories that are shared, but that you put some action behind your inspiration to do something that improves the lives of those who live with disabilities. I thank you, our loyal listeners, for your support and remind you to subscribe to our YouTube channel at Our View for Life and to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts to tell us what you enjoy most about the podcast. Let's get into this conversation. I would like to welcome everyone back to another episode of the Our View podcast, where we aim to educate, raise awareness, and change the tone of conversation about disabilities. I am happy to be back with you all for another new episode today with my guest, Lauren Rose. And Lauren, thank you so much for joining me today. And thank you for being open to sharing your story with everyone today. No, thanks for having me. I'm excited that you're interested in my story and everyone else's story as well. I think it's a great, a great subject, a great initiative that you have. Oh, yes, thank you. I um, I am very passionate about uh, hearing other stories. I, I um, my, my favorite uh, genre of books to read are, are memoirs and autobiographies. I just love mm-hmm. learning about other people and seeing how they got to where they are and, and all of that. So, um, you know, the podcast is in, uh, almost its third third year already. And, uh, you know, I, I just love listening and, and hearing people's stories. So again, thank you for being open to sharing your story. And to get started, can you just give a brief introduction of yourself and tell us who you are and tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure, I am at 43. I live in Texas. I'm a disabled wife and mom. Um, I live with chronic pain, degenerative and inflammatory arthritis, fibromyalgia, degenerative disc disease, and migraines. I live with major depressive disorder, paralyzing anxiety, um, also a survivor of rape and a survivor of verbal, physical, emotional, and spiritual abuse. Um, I had to stop working in 2017 due to my debilitating spinal pain. Um, For the next two years, I was in a really deep depression, feeling like I'd lost my purpose in life. Um, And then last last year I started a blog and a podcast just as way for ways for me to put good into the world and encourage other people in similar situations. Yes that and we will talk about all of those things and um, it's it's really uh, the chronic chronic pain I think is always um, a good topic for me uh, to talk about on the podcast with other people because it's seen as the in, uh, an invisible disability. So people can't see it on the outside. Like I always mention, I use a wheelchair, I use crutches, people can see that I have a mobility disability. So it's, um, you know, it, it's people, people often have said on the podcast, having chronic illness, uh, chronic pain, um, you know, it, it's hard for people to believe them because one day they might be okay and the next day they are, uh, you know, laying in bed and, and things like that. So um, I'm really, uh, again, happy that you're willing to share uh, your experience uh, with these uh, diagnoses. So um, to get into that a little bit, uh, you mentioned that you uh, have degenerative and inflammatory arthritis and fibromyalgia. 
Can you just explain um, what those two diagnoses mean and um, how they affect you and, and what symptoms did you first notice with, uh, with these diagnoses before you got diagnosed? Yeah, the first thing I had was really bad neck pain. It was, it was so bad that I could not hold my head up for more than about 10 to 15 minutes. I was working from home all the time because I had to go take just frequent breaks to go lie down. Um, the, then in March of 2016, we took our daughter to the zoo and I don't know if I somehow, you know, I flared, I flared my low, my, my low spine up, my L5S1 discs. And I, it was so bad. I went to the ER. I thought that I had fractured my spine, but I hadn't. Um, it was just a um, combination of inflammatory and degenerative arthritis. So my joints are degenerating. I was 35 at the time. 35, 36. And my rheumatologist said I had the joints of a 65 year old. And then for, you know, just for fun, I've got the inflammatory type of arthritis and those treatment modalities are different. So with inflammatory arthritis, you're supposed to, to move and get your joints moving, but with degenerative arthritis, that actually makes the pain and the disability a lot worse. So I was wearing a back brace. I was working from home. I could barely walk. I went on short-term disability in January of 2017 because the pain just got so bad. And during my six months on short-term disability, my pain spread from just my, where it was just my neck and my low back to the rest of my body, the rest of my joints, you know, my knees and my shoulders, my hips, my hands, my feet. And then just for kicks, somehow I developed fibromyalgia while I was on short-term disability for my arthritis, um, specifically and especially severe muscle pain, especially in my legs, um, where it felt like I just had done a really intense leg day at the gym. It just never got better. And I also had extreme sensitivity to touch. Like even now, like if I scratch myself without thinking and I scratch too hard, it's intense pain. Or sometimes the the little clothing fibers um, will stick to my skin and will will pull at my skin and it'll cause um, really bad pain. I did try physical therapy at, at two different places, but my pain just kept spreading. Um, once my short-term disability expired six months later, my company eliminated my position, which devastated me because I loved my job. I loved my company. Um, I had to apply for social security disability from the United States government. Um, hated to do it, but I, I didn't have a choice because there was was no way that I could work. Um, I and even now I, I can't really go shopping because if I if I try to do all my shopping at a store, I end up sobbing in my car, assuming I can ma even make it to my car before I have to you know kneel down and cry. Um, I I barely cook. I can only clean a little at a time. I can't play with my ten year old daughter as much as she wants. I can't volunteer. Um, most of my disability is invisible, but I do walk with a limp and I feel like I stand out. I feel like everybody's looking at me when I park in the, the ADA parking. I feel like everybody's going to look at me and think I'm way too young for that. Um, I do have a walking stick, but I've only used it once and I'm really just too embarrassed to, to use it because I'm only 43 and I just feel like I'm not, not supposed to to be disabled at this age. Um, so that's kind of what it looks like for me right now. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, it's um, it it's interesting you say that um because we've all heard the stories of people <laughs> that of people that park in the uh accessible parking spots and then they go running into the store or, or something like that if it's raining and people uh you know they question well what do they have that for and and it's um it, it's again that's why I love sharing people's stories because disability looks different for everybody and it is um again there are people with spina bifida like the diagnosis that I have that don't have to use crutches or braces have to wear braces or use a wheelchair um it just it literally looks different for everybody so it's uh I think what you're what you said made me um you know just be mindful to to tell everybody just not to judge other people you know you don't know what somebody is experiencing and uh what it is that they're going through that might be an internal uh situation where like you said if you bump your arm or something or scratch too hard it, it can send you know a, a, a wave of pain throughout your body and um you know so it's it's just again being mindful and just being aware that everybody's disability looks different and we uh you know we can't judge people based on what uh, they are experiencing just because we may not be able to see it it's um mm -hmm. You know that that's such a, a great message to to say over and over again i've said it multiple times on episodes of this podcast and um i i wanted to also get into um you mentioned that you have a major a major depressive disorder and you experience um anxiety and i also uh people who have listened to this podcast for a while i i do a mental health monday uh, episode uh, once a month to highlight um, mental health diagnoses. I majored in psychology. I have a master's degree in psychology. So it is something that is um, very, uh, very much on my mind often. And, um, you know, especially every, as we say through the last three years of the pandemic and being in the house and being isolated and everything and away from people, um, I think mental health has been. Um, a topic that needs to be talked about a little bit more. So can you share, uh, again, as much as you're comfortable with sharing uh, about your major depressive disorder and anxiety that you experience? Sure, um, I'm pretty open about, about this because I do think it's incredibly important that we more normalize it. Mm -hmm. So I've had depression and anxiety since I was about eight, but I didn't realize that those feelings weren't normal. I didn't realize that that people didn't feel the same things I was feeling. Hmm. Um, I started taking an antidepressant when I was 22. I struggled with the medications working for a while and then losing their effectiveness. And I've been off and on anxiety medication since my mid twenties. Um, when I had to stop working, I, like I said earlier, I went into a really deep depression. I mean, I barely got out of bed and that was only to just maybe have a snack and do basic care tasks for my daughter. I was, I felt like I'd lost my purpose in life and not having a purpose in life is incredibly depressing. And I wondered what, what good was I, I wasn't good at taking care of my family. I wasn't good at, you know, making money and holding down, down a job. Why was I even here anymore? So I ended up joining a women's Bible study at my church. We were reading this book called It's Not Supposed to Be This Way. 
by Lisa Turkhurst, which is exactly how I felt about my life. This is not supposed to be this way. This is not what I was working, have been working for. This is not what I had planned. But I had one lady in my group who encouraged me because I was a basket case. I went to every meeting. I was sobbing. I was just, I was that person during that time of my life. And she encouraged me to just every day practice intentional daily gratitude. And so between doing that every single day and realizing that, you know, God could take my broken life and make something new and beautiful out of it, I started coming out of my depression. And the beautiful, I feel like, started coming up as I started joining online groups like forums and Facebook groups and the Mighty app and connecting with other people who had chronic pain, depression, anxiety, previous trauma, I felt a lot of joy, which the first time I'd, I'd felt joy in years from connecting with other people and commenting on their posts and trying to help them. So, I mean, yes, I still, I still struggle with my depression, my anxiety, but I'm not at that point where I was where I couldn't even get, get out of bed. Um, I mean, I, I have major depressive disorder. It's just a fact. But I mean, I'm out of that deep, dark place I was in after I lost my career. Um, anxiety, the last few years has been really bad. Even before the pandemic, um, I just, it's been out of control. I, I'll lie in bed trying to get up and do something, even trying to go to a doctor's appointment. But my body literally won't move. Like my mind just paralyzes me and I can't function. I get overwhelmed by even the smallest tasks because for me, you know, getting up and doing the dishes, okay, well, first of all, I'm pretty sure that's gonna intensify my pain level because it usually does. Um, granted, I do dishes sitting on a bar stool because I can't stand up to do the dishes. Um, I can't stand up for that long. But all the leaning over, um, it's just multiple things that, that are involved in doing the dishes, plus trying to find a place for everything. Plus when I'm putting the things away, I, I do have to stand up and move around and, and reach. And that causes, you know, pain in my shoulders and my hips and my low back and my neck. Um, so I just get just overwhelmed by little, little ta tasks. We're, we're playing around with my meds. Um, I haven't found a lot of help with the anxiety meds yet. Um, I tried Delta-8, which has a legal amount of THC in it, and that was helping a lot, but my pain doctor said, no, you can't have THC because you're on pain medications, so that's out. <laughs> um, so anxiety is definitely a, a struggle. I've missed a lot of doctor's appointments, a lot of just a, a events and doing a lot of things because I just could not get out of bed. It was just I just couldn't do it. it. It's hard to explain, except that by saying that I was literally paralyzed, like my mind paralyzed my body and I couldn't move. Yeah, it's, um, again, it's, it's one of those things where like something like anxiety looks different for every, every person. And, um, that's why I wanted to bring that up, um, just so you could share what it, what it, looks like for you um, and your experience with it. So uh, thank you so much uh, for being open to sharing that. And um, with everything um, that you, you're dealing with, all the diagnosis that you have, I heard you mention a few things in uh, some of your responses already. But um, 
can you share with us what you have found to be the most helpful way uh, to cope with living all of living with all of these diagnoses? Yeah, so I'd like to break this into two two parts. So physically and mentally. So physically, the best way I can cope with things are modifications. So I do all my chores. I do my makeup. I do my cooking. I do, like I said, I do the dishes sitting down on some kind of seating. I sweep the floor. I mop my floor sitting down on the couch or on the footstool, whatever's around. Um, I play with my daughter. I can't usually get on the floor and play dolls with her. So we'll play dolls on her bed. Or if she wants to play a board game, a lot of times I can't sit up because it's my back or hips are hurting too much. So I have to lie down. Um, and, and, and she doesn't care. She's mm -hmm. 10 and I've been, I've had chronic pains ever since she was born, chronic pain of some kind. And my husband doesn't care if I have to lie there, you know, on the couch during movie night while they have the love seat together and I just take the big couch because I'm there, I'm present. So mod modifying my life to meet my, my physical needs has been a big thing physically. Mentally, the best thing that I found is finding ways not to feel so alone. So I talk about my pain, my depression, my anxiety with with my family, there are, there are books that you can buy to talk to your, your kids about your, you know, depression, your fibromyalgia, your disabilities, whatever it is. Um, I found community with other people with chronic pain. I started a small group in my church. And finally, you know, my, my blog and, and especially my podcast, since I started that in using my pain to try to help other people has been a, it's been good to have a new purpose in life. Mm -hmm a reason to get out of bed. And now I feel like my purpose in life is to encourage other people going through similar things. I, I feel like I need to believe my pain has a purpose. And so mentally that's been, that's been huge. Yeah. I, um, I brought this up on my podcast before and it just made me, uh, think of it again when you just said your pain has a purpose. Um, and since you're talking about your faith, a uh, woman at my church, um, she once said to me uh, to put my name into certain scriptures saying like, mm -hmm. I Arthur am fearfully and wonderfully made. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, and then she also told me like, you know, a lot of people think, and, and for a while I did too, I was born with my disability. It's all I've known. Um, but it was always, not always, but there were times when it was just like, why am I disabled? Why do I have to live with this? Why can't I go and uh, do other things that like my other friends were doing in, in middle school and high school? And why do I have to walk with the crutches and use the braces and wheelchair? And she said, why not you? And why can't you use your life to show other people what can be done and what is possible uh, from someone who lives with a disability? So I definitely identify with what you're saying and it really uh it really just like gave me chills when you said that your pain has a purpose and it really is uh you know that's that's great that you're using it and um you know in such a positive way and um to help other people i'm i'm positive that you're helping other people and helping yourself as well so that is um you know to make yourself like you said to feel like you you're not alone in it and um to share it with others and just let other people know like what is going on and with your family and, and friends and, and um, to have that community around you to support you is always um, 
something that I found to be very, very helpful uh, for myself as well. So I definitely, um, definitely can identify and, and appreciate uh, the things that, that you're doing and, and modifying things, like you said, is, is um, a really big thing for myself and a few other people I, I know have, have talked about that type of, uh, you know, doing things differently. You can still do them, you just have to do them differently. And also knowing your body well enough to know when you've reached your limit, I think is a, a really big thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Saying like, okay, I can wash the dishes, but I can only do it for, you know, 10 or 15 minutes at a time or five minutes at a time. But knowing that limit is, um, is a really, really big thing. So um, I'm going to, um, first, I'm going to ask you uh, to share more about your podcast and uh, let people know where you can, uh, where they can listen to it and uh, what it's about and, and the type of uh, topics that you discuss on your podcast. Yeah, so my podcast is called It Hurts to Mom. That's just the name of my brand. It's, it's the name of my blog, the name of my Instagram handles, all of that. And it's specifically for parents, but also anyone dealing with chronic pain and chronic illness. So we've talked about trauma. We've talked about cleaning hacks. We've talked about parenting topics. We've talked about how to get your kids to sleep better. If it's related to parenting or, you know, chronic pain or health or, or illness or anything like that, it's an, an open topic for my podcast. It's on Apple and on Spotify. And I'd love for you guys to check it out. I've been doing it since, since September. And originally it was just going to be a short term two season podcast I was going to do by myself, but I've had so many people just want to be guests <laughs> on it that it's, it's even better than I had imagined it because it's not just me talking, it's other people coming in with their expertise and their life and their suggestions. So I've, I've learned a lot just myself in talking to these guests. It's, it's such a great feeling when it works out that way. It's, yeah. <laughs> you know, I shared with you that I, I started this podcast in the middle of the pandemic in June of 2020. And I was thinking like, okay, this will take me for a few months. And, you know, right off the top, I had, you know, 15 people that wanted to be on the podcast. And I'm like, oh, wow, wait a minute. Yeah. You know, and there was there was one crazy month where I recorded 22 episodes in one month. Um, within like a week and a half of each other, I was doing two or three episodes a day recording and mm -hmm. um, it, it's really great when uh, when that happens. And so everyone, please uh, go check out the podcast, uh, you know, on uh, Apple and Spotify. That is uh, really great. And I wish you continued success with that. It, it's, um, you know, again, you're, you're sharing uh, very important topics and uh, really important that uh, you share those with other people. So thanks for uh, entering the podcast world with that. Yeah. <laughs> so um, to wrap up our conversation, I um, try to switch it up a little bit with my guests this season and ask them, um, you know, a random question at the end. So uh, you shared a, a lot about your faith. So I will say in addition to the Bible, what book would you suggest that everyone reads? Um, the first one that comes to mind is The Body Keeps the Score. And I say that because most people have had some kind of trauma and trauma gets stored in our bodies and manifests as different ways, including chronic pain, but not just chronic pain. Um, also as depression, anxiety, PTSD, complex PTSD, um, 
and I've got all of those things and I'm going through it. It's a, it's a very intense read, but since most people are going to have some kind of trauma in their life and I mean, statistics about abuse are just out of control and that's just the, th the ones that we know about. Plus one out of five people has chronic pain. Um, I think it's a great book for people to read. Great. Thank you so much for that suggestion. I, um, I, I set a goal for myself to read 24 books this year. Um, so I'm trying to, I, I'm, it's, I'm already behind. It's January 24th when we're <laughs> recording this. <laughs> and I, it's hard. And I'm, I'm listening to an audio book now that still has like 10 hours left on it. So oh. <laughs> I'm, uh, and then I'm actually reading a, a physical book as well. So I'm trying to uh, get through the both of those by the end of January. So we'll see how that goes. But yeah. um, <laughs> I will be sure to add that uh, add that one to my list because it, it sounds like a very interesting read and um, you know so I'll definitely add that to the list and thank you for that uh, suggestion and thank you so much for your time today uh, with sharing your story I truly appreciate it and um, you know just keep doing what you're doing and again just to uh, everybody go check out the podcast and. Uh, you know, just just keep up what you're doing. It's really great. And uh, I really appreciate you taking the time to uh, share your experience uh, with me and all of my listeners on the podcast. Thanks so much. Yeah. So have a great day, Lauren, and I will be you in too. touch. <laughs> Okay. This concludes this episode of the Our View podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and on our YouTube channel. You can also follow us on all social media platforms at Our View for Life. That's O-U-R-V-I-E-W, the number four, L-I-F-E. If you have a topic or a person, or if you are a person who would like to be interviewed for an upcoming episode of the podcast, send us a DM on Instagram, send us a message on Facebook, or you can email me at ourviewforlife at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.